Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Podcast Assemble, the show where you get your regular geeky download. My name's Tommy, and I'm delighted, as always, to be joined by my friend and co-host from across the pond. It's the one and only DL. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. Like, I'm never not good when we're podcasting. Sometimes a bit tired, depending on what you've made me watch, to be fair. Actually, (laughs) that is not true. Well... But this week, I, you know... I was, I was, I won't spoil it for none of whatever reason, reason because we just don't do that, yeah. I guess. But uh, this week I was actually stoked to watch what we watched. I was, I was stoked too. And, but teaser, I have teaser, to admit, teaser. by the end of it, I was less stoked. Yeah. So we'll get to yes. that in a little, we'll get to that in a, a little minute. Bit of a we will get to that. Um, what's been happening, buddy? Dude, not all that much. Hang on a you didn't ask you me know? how I am. That's very rude of you. I feel yeah. like Sorry, that's I'm, not how conversation goes. I'm actually editing my notes as we oh, started bro. because I found something. But what <laughs> I will say is I didn't ask how you are. How are you? <laughs> so goddamn rude, man. I'm from the I'm from the, uh, the place where politeness was born. Uh, I'm not. Okay, yeah. Took that's what, very true. Yeah, we, that is that we is how we took this what works. we wanted, and we didn't ask questions <laughs> or for forgiveness for that wow. matter. Manifest destiny. Wow. Right? Well, I'm good. Thanks yeah. for asking. I'm, I'm um, glad I'm, to hear you're good. What have you right. been up to, dude? Dude, what have I been up to? You, yeah. like, God, I don't normally start this. I'm. Yeah, yeah you've yeah, thrown you, me. I, I'm, I'm making up for lost time. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, what have I been up to? Well, actually, I've tried. Um, I've tried a couple of things this week. Yeah. We we started to we we started to talk last week a bit about The Witcher. We did the first the first uh, season, um, and that I think we could do an episode episode on that at some point. To be honest, because I I love that I, I love the 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 law, I love the wider concept. But I've started to watch the first season. I've watched the first two episodes. Yeah. And now, first and foremost, the first episode is phenomenal. Like, which one I, is it again? Remind me. It is the one. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen The Witcher from like two years ago. Um, it's the one. Where you're obviously introduced to Geralt, you're introduced mm-hmm. to all the characters, and he meets the the girl who is apparently going to be the end of the world, and he's tricked by a magician into killing her. And there's that great fight yes, scene yes, in the yes, street. Yes, 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 yes. And he takes the magi- the the magician. And the, you mean the he's the, the, the a wizard? The sorry. wizard. <laughs> the wizard. A wizard did the it. Magician. The, yeah, sorry, the David the, Blaine. The wizard. <laughs> but then the but then the, the wizard, illusionist. The, the, the wizard the, then tricks everyone the street else artist. by. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> it's Banksy. Yeah. Banksy's in the show The Witcher. No, and then the 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 magician. I'm going to call him that for now. The magician tricks everyone else in the street into casting him out because yeah, he obviously yeah. murdered a bunch of people in the street. The butcher of Blavkin. Oh my god, it's an amaz- It's honestly amazing. And yeah. I, we were talking about this just earlier, and I think I've kind of realized without going too deep because I do want to talk about this properly at some point. I think I've realized what I don't like about the show. Yeah. And it's that whole Yennefer storyline. I think you didn't realize it. You were reminded. Yes. We realized this when we were watching it the first I time. We watched so. this together, I think. Yeah, we did. And uh, yeah, we caught on pretty quick with a lot of the stuff that's happening in this show. Yeah. I, I reckon that the mysteries. Let's not, let's not div- dive too into it. Cause if we're going to do it later, but I yeah. think you just re it's just a bad story. Rediscovered it's just a bad story. The errors of the, the Witcher. There's a couple. The, well, which the, is, the, that is the, one of them. The first episode where she's not involved yeah. is, you know, it is like for me, like a like that's a solid better than Aquaman like episode. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's not even that she's not involved as to why it's bad. It's that like and not even that her it's the treatment of her story. Like I think the yeah, first episode okay. with her, without going too far into it, like actually has promise. And I'm like, okay, this is gonna be good, mm. but then they don't 
Uh, Didn't like it. Anyway, yeah, let's not oh. talk too much. Let's let's actually hold off because I think maybe we'll wait until The Witch Season 2 is coming out. Maybe yeah. we'll do an episode then. Well, I watched a couple of other bits. Uh, this Sorry, play, I actually played a bit more of Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm like, ah. I just have to do some of the storyline to get it into this good. goddamn game. It is really good, it's, I've heard. It's beautiful. It's, it's very good. Some of the side quests are very distracting. Very distracting. Fun? Not yeah, fun. I like it. No, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I just need to k- give it more time. Yeah. And the other thing I started to watch this week was a thing called Down to Earth. Now, this is a great thing uh, for yourself and, and your partner to sit and watch. Um, it's oh, yeah. it's essentially a weird sort of documentary-ish series, which is... Uh, I nearly said Zach Braff. It's not. It's Zach Efron. It's Netflix. Um, oh, you liked this. It's interesting. I I the first episode, I thought that they, was not, they were like trying to be funny and they weren't funny. Yeah, they're not Basically, funny. it reminded me they're of our funny. podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Like yeah, it's pretty much. I was like, we're just they're just <sighs> chatting shit and and not very funny. At least I don't think it was funny. I thought it brought up some really interesting uh, points, especially around like water and stuff. Like, you know, we kind of need it and we're running out of it. It's like I kind of mm. liked it. Yeah. Uh, then last night, I inst- I accidentally meant to flick that on, but I flicked on a different show, which is about um, people who go on these dark holidays. Have you seen that? Have you seen the advert for that on Netflix? Dark holidays. It's like what people go on these like ho- holidays to like whether it's where there was a war zone or into a literal war zone or where there was like a lot of murder. It's, it's interesting. The first episode, no, no, no. The first episode is about, um, partly about, uh, Medellin in, in, uh, Colombia and mm. all these dark tourism tours around like Pablo Escobar's old houses and stuff and how people are like making money off. It. It's damn interesting. Weird. Yeah. Well, I mean like the, the dude's a Kiwi as well and he's fucking funny. No, I'll, I'll, I'll have a look. This is very different than your normal fare. Ah yeah, I you had a you had a palate you know, cleanse occasionally. Yeah, you had an interesting week. I'm palate sure. cleanse occasionally. Yeah, um, that's cool. I I was watching. I got into Jack Irish. What's that? It is. It's a. It's. I think so. It's a Netflix. Is that um, Stan now? I think it's not. Maybe it is on Stan as well, but it's on Netflix right now. It's actually one of the top, I think, on Netflix. But there was somebody. I think Guy Pierce. Has really? Something to do with or Jack Irish? What am I saying? Guy Pierce is the lead. That rings uh, a bell, but I don't like. It doesn't like mean yeah, anything. So it, I, remember, I think I saw the trailer and was like, eh. "It's so it's based in um, it's based in Melbourne. It's like all Aussie okay. actors, uh, and to be honest, it's it's quite it's quite good. Okay, I like it. It's like a detective style thriller where it's like a pr- private eye kind of guy. But yep, you know, it, I, I know love that storyline. But uh, I I quite I quite like it so far, and it's, it's got some good actors. It's ironically throwing back to. The last time we did a Chris Nolan movie, it's interesting it how that's I didn't how realize. that's working. Can you know, you know, I like what? that. I, I kind of just realized that as I was trying to talk through Great. what this was, and I was doesn't like, wow. look like he's got the shitty blonde hair anymore. He so that's not. We can all be happy about he that. Does not. But he's uh, look. I quite like it, and it's like you know, it's got a little local flavor because we live in yeah, Australia. Of course. It's it's not like other Australian shows have I've seen. I've not been that really well produced. Sure. This one is. It doesn't feel like it's. It's nice to not feel yeah. locked down for more than five minutes because yeah, we are. Thoroughly locked down. We right are now. in thorough lockdown right now. In fact, I think you're one of the only people I'm allowed to see. Really? Well, like think about it. The the, the groups, like y'all. Yeah, true. Like outside of you and you and my partner, like yeah. Who else can I see? Well, yeah, we're we're st- we're still stuck here in lockdown, guys. Everywhere yeah. else. Well, we're back. Can, we're back, back, baby. Back um, to the lockdown. <laughs> Rick and Morty. <laughs> the new episode was fucking great. Really good. Yeah. Good. Good I'm glad we got ahead of it last week. A couple of people, a couple of friends, uh, yeah. I was talking to about it, and they were. Very, very interesting theories about this season, which I, I love. 
I, I can't understand how you can theorize about Think about everything. How can you theorize about a show like this that changes every week? But anyway, well, it does. People do. A, people do. So what can I say? And then the last thing I've what happened been this watching episode of Rick and Morty. There was the uh, there's the duplicates or the uh, replicas. Oh yeah, that and the was replicas so good. Start creating the replicas, and there's like a something collapse. Yeah, we it touched. Like a cool little we touched science term. very very briefly last week on the the episode which is interdimensional cable, if I can speak. Yeah, uh, interdimensional cable, which is like a bunch of like random shit that they couldn't quite find a way to use in the show. And I wonder if this is this season's version of that, where it's mm. like a load of skits where they're all different types of Ricks and Mortys, and but they're all you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, Space Beth makes an appearance at the end. She does, briefly, yeah. Um, and then the last really, really highbrow thing I was watching Ooh, was uh, Too Hot to Handle Ooh. on Netflix. What's Too that? Hot to Handle. It's just a reality show that Gail, Gail and I got into in uh, lockdown last year. Netflix oh, right. put it in. So they've literally released the second season of it as lockdown has commenced again. Oh, right. Great. It's Perf- really perfect funny. timing. And it's about just like, really really like you know, like instagram models people oh. that are just really really into themselves and Sounds apparently like into, you into fucking <laughs> and uh they think they're going to do like you know the people that do what's that one in the uk uh love island oh like a love it's Islands. like a, they think they're going to go do like a love love island style show ah. they get there and they actually can't have sex that's the whole point oh right really and they uh can't or just aren't supposed to well they're not supposed to if they do they lose prize money so oh, like right. hundred I mean, grand or something like that. Anyway. I mean, that's a that's fair as an amount. Like that's a, that's so it's hook. just a cheesy scripted, you know, reality show right, 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 right. with really really good looking people. It's pretty much great. So yeah. it's lo- it is Love Island then essentially yeah. without without the loving. All right, exactly. that, like that that's kind of nonsense esque because it is that quite nonsense. That Not that, highbrow at all. <laughs> that actually segues really beautifully into what what have uh, what have you heard this week? Yes. Because Netflix is also releasing a new dating style show. And I don't know if you heard about this, but it looks absolutely absurd. And I mean, like, in the best possible way, right? Really? It, this is like you're a being shock. positive. I thought you were going Well, this is a shock value show. Um, it is called Sexy Beasts. Now, the idea of the show... <laughs> have you ever seen First Dates? Uh, I, like, the movie? No, no, no. First Dates? All right, so it's, I'm pretty sure it's... I'm pretty sure <laughs> Adam it's, Sandler? I'm pretty, pretty sure it's just a British TV show. No, I'm not. Where they, they match two people... Got and it. they and they basically take him to a restaurant and they film the first date and see how it plays out. What a nightmare. And then at the end they Can have you like imagine? A, well anyway, well this is a variation on that, except they have this mental makeup on where they're all made up to look like monsters. Like there's one which is like a like a like what is that? That's a roach maybe? It's and then there's one that's like a, a weird dolphin creature. It looks so that you can't see what they look like. Like is this is con- not within our. Is that the concept? Yeah. So you're yeah. falling in love with their personality, of course. Um, That's and so odd. It looks kind of nightmare-inducing. Yeah, but it might be. In- it's very unique. It's way <laughs> off our scale. Yeah. But it's funny because that takes me back to last week when you were telling me all about uh, Farmville or whatever it was called, and yeah. I, you never told me if you played it. I didn't play Farmville. <laughs> I did not have any desire to even click on the trailer. It wasn't even Farmville. What was it, it called? It was Farm Simulator. That was the one. Farm, farm, simulator. farm simulator. I knew there was a thing. Farming well, what Simulator. Have, what have you heard this week? What have you been... Uh, what news so have you heard? What have I heard? So I, the only reason I heard this, because I asked you, I was like, can we go see Dune soon? Surely <laughs> it's surely it's going to be out. Yeah. And uh, now it's delayed. It's it's not. Well, I could use a good movie like that. That's a good point. There's a couple that have yeah. been delayed, actually. So uh, The French Dispatch, uh, Last Night in Soho, Jackass 4 will now all hit theaters on the same day because of delays. So G- October 22nd. Jack asked for, apparently Ben Margera is not in it. Probably for the best. The man's a shell. He, he a must shell. be broken by now. I mean, 
he's he's definitely different. He's fully transformed into his dad. Yeah. Well, he really has. Yeah. Um, well, did you hear this week there has been casting news for the season three of The Boys? They have cast a new character who's called Gunpowder, which there's apparently doesn't have a lot of uh, doesn't have like big deal. It isn't a big deal in the comics, but. He's pretty uh, heavily featured because of his links to the NRA. Mm. So, like, it's like it could be like a they're way they're gonna for do some good stuff. It. Yeah, that, I'm sure. intrigued by I that. I love their satire, man. It's gonna they're, be good. They're bringing it back. I can't bloody wait. Uh, so, I did not hear that, but I'm excited about it. And then I did hear about uh, the harder they fall. You know, my desire and love for westerns. Desire to see more yes. of them. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, you sent me the, the link. The more the merrier. Um, this is a Western starring Idris Elba and his gang of, uh, I guess, African-American uh, outlaws. Wow. Well, they're all, they're all African-American. Yeah, yeah, they are, like a, yeah. I don't know if it's based on a true story or anything, I, but it looks awesome. And it's got Idris Elba, yeah. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge in this Western. It's also got... What's it called? Um, it's called The Harder They Fall. The Harder They Fall. It's, called, it's also got Regina King from uh, yes. Watchmen. Uh, who yes, that's who it is. Another one. She's Zazie Beats. Oh, really? Zazie Beats, yes. A uh, couple of like a lot of notoriety here. Oh. Dude, that's it's such an interesting cast. You're right. Yeah, Zazie Beats. Uh, Regina's a, great. Oh, the trailer wow. just looks really good. Jonathan Majors, who we've talked about a lot, who's coming into the MCU very shortly, could feature in Loki. You never know. You never know. So that's that's pretty that much looks all cool, the, man. That that looks very um. What's that Tarantino Western? Django and Jane. It does look, to uh, me. It looks very. It's there. very Django. Yeah. Well, I mean from the trailer it's just about like it's only Django-y because it's a western and there's a black outlaw that's the main character this is this is very <laughs> so we don't nothing else about the plot but it looked <laughs> but well, but like you saw there's a lot of like there's a lot of like blood and people getting blown out of a window yeah, and stuff like trailer, yeah. yeah so i wonder what the the storyline's gonna be that is there any like any hints of it i, I just read the one-liner yeah which is all they've given all yeah. right it, look, it sounds yet. like he's going it's a revenge story yeah where outlaws have kind of all come they've they've gone their separate ways but they're coming together to get event vengeance so, so is Django yeah I guess. he's literally <laughs> it's just Django actually to be fair that's exactly yes it literally it's is literally Django well there's no outlaw or there's no sorry no gang but uh that's fair alright couple of bits of news really quickly to spin off we have had confirmation this week that Knives Out 2 John Wick 4 and your favourite because I know you love this movie so much Aquaman The Lost Kingdom have all begun filming this week nice I'm actually quite excited for John Wick 4. Fish God Genuinely. Atlantis. Um It's a good... Like, the first three, like, they get a little samey towards the end. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. I've only it's, gotten halfway through the first. It's goddamn... Uh, it, it's our favorite actor just murdering people. It's great. Speak for yourself, mate. Keanu's the best, bro. Don't tell me you don't love Keanu. It's not that I don't love him. I would definitely not call him my favorite. Well, then, two, two more quick bits of news, then. So, did you hear this week that Fast 9 has broken the, the pan, pan... I can't speak. Jesus, today. What's wrong with me? It so, has broken the pandemic-era box office record and has opened at 70 million in the US. 70 million for a pandemic-era film. That's pandemic-era? That's So, big. like, basically, in the last two years? Since... Has come out in the last two yeah. years. And apparently, it's it crossed 400 million worldwide since uh, opening in China in May. So, damn, it's like being, it, it's the highest grossing film in the pandemic era. So people must watch this shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they must. Who the hell watches I mean, Fast and the Furious? I, a lot of it, it's always done well. 
hasn't it? Oh yeah. yeah, they have like such a huge fan base. I I feel like I'm missing out. Do you know? Do you know? Like I'm like, what am I missing in this that other people are seeing? I think it's just like the like people just love the dynamic of the characters. It's family. Yeah, we we gotta get the family. Yeah, I, back I haven't seen one since three. No, me neither. I don't even think I've seen. No, I saw three a long time ago. I, I saw three Fast, had Paul Walker. I saw Fast and the Furious. I saw Too Fast, Too Furious. I saw Tokyo Drift. That's the third one, which is set canonically after, I think. Actually, wait a sec. I've only seen Too Fast, Too Furious. You've not seen Drift. I've not seen Drift. Drift I've seen like scenes of Drift. Right. Drift yeah. put me off completely. I was like, I don't... It had none of the actors. None of the original casting. Yeah. I was reading about this the other day. Yeah. Apparently, they didn't even ask Paul Walker to come back because they wanted like high school age kids and then brought in like a 30-year-old to be the main character. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, Is Paul Walker in any of the other ones? Not since he died. He Well, yeah, which one? So he's only been in two. No, no, no. Like, he's up to, like, the fifth or sixth one, maybe. Really? Yeah, he's in loads. I didn't realize that. Yeah. And okay. they had to finish his scenes with CGI in the flat final one he was in, so they used his brother as, like, a stunt double. Wow. And then CGI'd Paul Walker's face on. It's it's sad because his brother's just not quite as attractive as he is. So yeah. it's like a they're CGI-ing, CGI-ing on a slightly more attractive face, off. which is kind of sad. Yeah. But it's, like, a really nice send-off. But they have... They originally said that they wouldn't bring him back because, like, you know, he's dead. Nice send-off. But now they're saying nothing's off the table. So for the last two. For the yeah. last two. Of course. The, la- the next they need, two. They need more material. How many? How fast and how furious can you go? <laughs> how, how much faster <laughs> and or furious? Too fast, apparently, and too furious. Well, uh, apparently... Uh, 10 and 11 are... I think we've talked about this before. I don't even care. They're closing, out, they're closing out the Fast Saga or the first part of the Fast Saga. The first so part. Like, so like, There's 11 movies. Unbelievable. But then that's the MCU, right? They're trying to do the MCU thing. They'll branch. Right. They'll branch. The same thing. How do they I They can't have know? more than Star Wars. That's true. Surely. Who knows? Well, I'm not... I'm probably not going to see that unless unless things open up and like we really, really want to go to the cinema. But I do have one that you might like the sound of. Uh, did you hear this week that George R. R. Martin came out and has said that um, he wishes the Game of Thrones books had stayed ahead of the TV series? Shut the front no door. No shit, Sherlock. Shut the front door. Oh, my God. Get out of town. Can you believe it? Man's, man's, by golly, I don't believe it. Man's dropping bombs. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. He is like... It's oh, preposterous. Can you believe that? Well, let's move, can we move on? That's not news. Let's, it's let's, not let's, really let's, news, let's is it? Like, let's why go. is he saying that? Like, just finish your goddamn books. Some, um, cause, probably because some dumbass asked him the question. Well, he did. He you know, did, like, he was honestly, to, that's why. He well, was do close you to wish say, that you didn't get beat by the... It's like, uh, yes. Yeah. You asshole. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, in, in a blog post, he reacted saying, uh, how will it end? Talk about his books. I hear people asking. The same ending as the show? Question mark. Different question mark. Well, yes and no. And yes, and no, and yes, and no, and yes. I'm working on a very different medium than David and Dan never forget. And I have a whole brain. And he's <laughs> never going to finish those books. Oh, never, good. ever. You're rude. He's not. He's not going to finish them. He's definitely going to finish the next one. I don't think he will. No. I've, I've still got a theory, right? And I love it. This, this is the dumbest about. theory. Stop talking it's, about it's this not, theory. It's stupid. It's not. I think he's actually finished the books yeah, and they're just in a vault somewhere and as soon as he dies they'll just all get released. Yeah, I fucking hope so but <laughs> I don't know true. why you hate that theory so much. What's wrong with it? Uh, moving on. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Fi- final piece of news then before we do move on. 
this this week we had the ginormous Marvel Marvel drop trailer of the Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, which... Did we? I sent you this. You definitely saw this. I saw the original one. There's a new one. Oh, is it any good? And it has a returning abomination. Do you remember from the original Incredible Hulk movie? There was that character that just kind of got left in the dark. Fucking do not remember. Well, I posted it on our Instagram. Quick uh, quick plug for our Instagram, which you now have, which is just <laughs> Podcast Assemble. Follow us on there. We'd love to have you. Have a look um, about the abomination. It's on there. Yeah, it's like What's our he look like? third post. Is he just big and blue? He is pretty close to that. Yeah, he's getting a little bit more comic book accurate. But uh, essentially in the trailer... He's, I didn't even know that that was accurate. He's in a cage match against Wong from Doctor Strange. Uh, so what the fuck is going on there? Why the would Wong be in a cage own, match? Uh, I think this indicates a Hulk spinoff. Could be a whole thing. Yeah. Could yeah. be a whole thing. Well, if you guys had saw any news this week that we didn't, thank you again, friend of the show, Luke. For, uh, friend of the show, Luke. Friend of the show, Tom, for sending over the... Uh, the pictures of abomination in the trailer i appreciate it um if you have heard anything this week that we didn't mention you'd like to talk about shoot us a line you can either find us on instagram like we just mentioned or hashtag us on twitter and hashtag podcast assemble that's a lot of things it is i a feel lot. like we have a lot of things there's now. a lot of like little nomikers that we've got to go through these too, days. too many yeah. maybe we should just not maybe we should just give up <laughs> <laughs> well like you you noticed this week we we had a bit of a kerfuffle actually with um with our with our hosting service, and we've gone from having thirty something episodes to twenty. Only the real now. ones now. Yeah, only, only the, the real, real ones. ones. Now. Well, those first five episodes, bonus. They're apparently bonus episodes, whatever that means. So, it's like fairy dust. Yeah, fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's a fugazi. It's it's up in the air. Episode whatever plus five minus five. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we're on twenty. This must be our twenty eighth. So we we're crawling back to the 30th which technically is we're uh, yeah we're 28 but maybe 32 yeah, for, <laughs> for those who know 33 for those who know well you mentioned a lovely link before with our favorite person guy pierce yes would you like to premise or at least give me the um the little jingle the theme for the main topic <laughs> give me a new a jingle? one it's a Main jingle topic theme. it's a new jingle we need a we did actually i was actually thinking about this we should actually get a Please, yeah, uh, should you should make one. You're a music guy. Yeah, I'll, your brother. I'll make, get your brother back. Well, let's bring this joke back. I'll make a jingle. <laughs> what about your brother? And anyway. so, what do you want to preface the main topic? The main topic this week, we're doing an anthology episode with uh, we are Christopher Nolan. Um, we're watching Tenant. We are. Well, we watched Tenant. Continue our continue our retrospective um, of of um, which yeah, which felt like almost for the first time. <laughs> we Fuck saw this really together in theaters actually mid covid uh, yeah, yeah it was mid covid when it came out which was exciting to have something to do yes in, in covid mean, lockdown yeah. but original proper yeah proper lockdown the proper one it would have been nice to hear things lockdown part one um because now we, we're back for, co- for chris nolan part two which yeah kind of coincides with this movie coming out on netflix and all of the oh, streaming well, shows 100% over here why yeah which is entirely the reason why we're doing yeah. we kind of touched on it last week and I like that we went from like one of his very first movies to like his most recent movie in a very tenant move, messing yes. around with times, in a very, not yeah. just doing it in a logical order. Yeah, never, never logical. Never um, logical. Not, not with Christopher Nolan. Well, this movie was supposed to be the savior of films. <laughs> Do you who remember said that? Everybody, like who, Warner, but who? Warner Brothers, essentially came out and said, "If this movie does well, films will continue during the pandemic," and it did not do well. 
So they effectively panned off everything off and moved to the HBO Max model. That's I wonder why, we why all... it didn't do well, though. Was it because of the COVID or was it because the movie made no sense? I think it was mostly because of the COVID, but also partly because when the initial reactions came out to it, it was kind of... Illegible? Kind of, mm, Inaudible? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of controversy around... Inaudible, I, illegible, I just, yeah. Inaudible. I, I just wrote down, Und- there was controversy around the sound. Congruent? Or noise. Because it's not really sound. Uh, you know, scatterbrain. <laughs> what else can I say? Well, um, before, we, before we get yeah, there. Yeah, let's get into the dumb summaries. Why don't summaries, you give yeah? me a stupid plot summary? Oh, uh, yeah, mine's pretty funny. Please. I mean, not, oh, <laughs> if you may say so, so yourself. If you may say so. Sorry, by funny, I meant like uh, <laughs> not what we usually do. But oh, please. Tenant, the cutting edge, innovative time spy movie that has been shrouded in mystery months before release, remains a mystery after viewing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't summarize what I do not understand. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like it. That's one of your better ones. Well, I'll take it. Unusually. I'll take it. Here you go. Here you go, mine. All right. Two plot summary. Time Cop. <laughs> oh, fuck it. Time Cop. There we go. Time- here you go. Time Cop. But if all the action scenes were replaced with a monologue detailing the art of delivering exposition where nothing is said. <laughs> said is where nothing exposition delivered of art, <laughs> the detailing monologue uh, by replace where scenes action, the all if but t- cop time. <laughs> Can you just read that again? <laughs> I literally Please can't. do it. Because I laughed. Once I realized what you were doing, I laughed quite, quite hard. I don't know. Think uh, I yet. don't know if I physically can. All right. Uh, the, all, from the beginning? From the beginning. Oh, okay. <laughs> God. Time cop, but if all the action scenes replaced by a monologue detailing the art of delivering exposition where nothing is said. Said is where, no- <laughs> where nothing exposition delivering of art, the detailing monologue, a by replace where scenes action of all if but cop time. Like, it's really hard to say. <laughs> it's actually quite good, man. I don't know who's is better. Yours is, yours I, they is, were both good. Yours is... Uh, IP accurate. I appreciate sure. that. I, I tried it's, to keep it on brand IP, for this it's movie. It's very on brand. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it hit the unique selling points. You know what that reminded film. me of? Actually, have you seen that like meme? I'll find it in it's one of my group chats where oh, yeah. we're like, they're just it's like a newscaster describing like what has happened. They're at the scene where the scene occurred, where the murder <laughs> was found at the scene of the murder, and it's <laughs> no. just like they must be getting paid by the word. Yeah. <laughs> what's going on hit my words man yeah um, honestly like that is about as much as i can get out of this movie like i tried to like summarize the plot a little bit after writing that down so did you okay so I you tried. give me your summary of the plot without spoilers and i'll give you mine and let's see actually before we do that which we should do that sure little anecdote from when we left the movie oh when yeah tommy tried to explain to me the plot oh, and i literally yeah. was like dude just shut the fuck up <laughs> that movie made no sense do not try it like just stop trying to explain nah. it to me I- i'm done like i was like i'm going home well i picked up on well we'll, we'll get it get to it in spoilers but i picked yeah. on some picked up something very early on in literally like the first scene that comes back around later in the film that I tried to explain, but clearly was not making sense of. The fucking little jingle on his backpack. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, right. So the plot of this movie is essentially that the protagonist, who is is a terrible name, John David Washington, who didn't realize at the time for some stupid reason is Denzel Washington's son. Of course he is. You didn't know that? Did not know that. Okay. Uh, He essentially passed the test uh, to join a secret society called Tenet, where they're fighting to stop a war in the future. And how much of this did you understand before 20 minutes left in the movie? None. Yeah. None. Like, just this movie None. is so flawed in its construction. Well, I mentioned both exposition, monologue, uh, 
and and said delivery in my in my stupid <laughs> plot summary and that's all this movie is yeah. it's going to speak to someone and then speak to someone else oh, and then God. you got to speak to another person and go back to the second person then back to the first person yeah um I, I think that that's a pretty accurate i i wrote the whole premise of this movie which i did not figure out until the very end yeah uh is the future has declared war against the past yes. due to being uh left with the world that they don't like basically because of climate change or something much. and uh we witness our time traveling spies uh attempting to thwart this plan we of, do of reversing time via various methods now yeah one thing that really helps with a rewatch of this movie is i put subtitles on and Same. i actually <laughs> understood what happened it it helped but in it, terms of the dialogue it, it helped me understand what they were saying true it did not help me understand why, why they, they were, were saying, saying it. it. Love <laughs> like, it. Love it. At all. all right. Do me do me a quick favor then before we before we jump into this. Yes. Can you tell me the IMDb score for this? This is pretty polarizing. It shouldn't be, but it's Christopher Nolan, so he's just got fanboys. He's got fanboys everywhere. Um five. Six. Wow, you've gone six. low. This is a seven point four. You got You got to admit that there's some pretty good action and stuff in there. What about Rotten yeah. Tomatoes? Tomatoes, tomatoes. Mamma mia! <laughs> IMDb is a seven. That means this. That might be a seventy-eight. It's a seventy. Yeah. And uh, go go for Metacritic. Hit me with your. your That's got to be a five. Hit me with your best shot. Usually out Metacritic, of hundred. Yeah, fifty percent. It's the it's the golden hour. It's sixty-nine. Really? Yeah. This gets too much credit. I think a lot of Nolan movies get a lot of credit. Like Look, in general, this movie was on to something. Like, oh, yeah. there's the, there's like there's something there's there. things there that if done differently, yeah, could have been a really cool movie. I have, yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait till we get into yeah. full spoilers. Same. I have one major thing with this movie that takes me out of it in a big way. Um, all right, so this obviously we mentioned before. His name is the protagonist. Oh God, that's it's not I mean, that. That that Chris, takes Chris, me out of it pretty heavily. Never mentioned his name, but that's the whole information thing. The whole what's it gonna do? Fucking look uh, up in his time Rolodex. They, they literally use the 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 statement "ignorance is our ammunition." Now that says a lot for this whole film. I don't mind that as much as just like no, but I think I'm pretty I'm pretty ignorant coming out of this movie. Like I don't. <laughs> look, you mean, so oh, they, sorry, this, I didn't catch what you're doing. Yes, that is uh, basically the catchphrase. Yes, of this for film. the whole film. There's a better yeah. one as well. I'll, I'll come back to that. So this Chris Nolan we mentioned before, we do love him. Don't even think though too this... much. Doesn't she say that at one point? Huh? Doesn't she say like, yeah. don't think? Yeah. yeah. Just feel. That's yeah. exactly the quote I had. Yeah. Don't try to understand it. Just feel it. Yeah. Anyway, um, Rob Pattinson's in this. Uh, Elizabeth uh, Debicki. Wow. Never said that out loud before. Who's Cat, who's the tallest human being I've ever seen. Uh, Michael Caine's in this. <laughs> there is Kenneth Branagh and... Special shout out to Aaron Taylor Johnson, who I had no idea was in this movie. You didn't realize that the first time. He's, no idea. He, did, he played it really well. Yeah, I liked his role. Proper Cockney accent. Yeah, on him. I, I liked. His I role. liked it. But like, that, that's Quicksilver, bro. Like, what's what's he doing in this? I like him when he does roles like this. Yeah, I mean, when so he does like superhero movie stuff, I don't. He doesn't fit it. He's he's definitely different. What? Go on then. Give me give me your uh, tones and themes of this movie. Where do we? Dude. Where does this sit for you? What so there's you? like tone. The tone is like very much like. This is a thriller. This yeah. is like a high octane. Like that's the tone they're yeah. going for. There is no theme. Yeah, there's no theme to this movie. The, what the, the only no theme, theme. the only theme I could come up with, and I honestly like this is the thing I wrote down. And everywhere I looked online, this is all they would say. The theme of this movie is time inversion. 
That's not a theme not for a, theme. a movie. That's literally a premise. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a concept. It, I wrote, it literally doesn't have a theme. It's just a bunch of sizzle and spice <laughs> spy tropes with a cool concept for time warfare that falls a bit <laughs> flat because no one gets too cute and doesn't give his character substance to match. It's true. He, he's not good with character. We talked about this in the last in the last pod we did on him, which, oh. plug, 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 we talked about Memento, yeah. which is one we hadn't seen before and genuinely loved. This Look, I'm going to talk about that when I compare this to some of his other okay, stuff. Okay, great. Because that's uh, also timey-wimey. It is timey-wimey. It all is. his movies are timey-wimey. Not all of them. All move, Nolan is temporal. The, the one Christopher we were gonna, Nolan is temporal. Well, we, we originally had talked about discussing the only uh, one the that isn't is that one yeah literally so not all of them i guess and if you count the dark <laughs> the dark knight trilogy is different. yes which yeah. is not either i the other the other sort of tone of theme i kind of picked up on was a little bit about being a fish out of water like for 80 percent of this movie um john david washington's character just has no idea what's going on around him at any point it's not like but that, that but that that isn't the making a statement about anything but none of it is. No. I, I'm picking at like, threads here. Uh, yeah, like the theme should be making a, a statement about un- something. Understood. Yeah. But this I know one, you are, yeah. I just, it's a struggle. All right, is, I don't but, think there is. I think that we can confidently say there is no theme to this movie. Because there is no your, characters. Hit me with your three best <laughs> and three worst. Dude, also, I didn't like Washington. Didn't you? thought he was okay. All right, we're going to talk anyway. about him in a little minute. Because yeah. um, I've got one of the other things that took me out of this movie as well. All right. Things I top liked. Three, top, top three I first. did like the soundtrack. No order. Great soundtrack. I did like the soundtrack. It was very unique. I don't know what instruments they're using. Well, interestingly, yeah, interestingly, and I only realized this because I was really paying attention when I was watching it. There are points when they actually play the soundtrack backwards when they're inverted. Mm. So, like for example, he's he's cool with that. I might be wrong. I might be very wrong. But the car scene, you know, the car scene when they're going down the freeway, and And it's in reverse. And Kenneth Branagh's going in reverse. Yeah. Um. I'm 90% sure when you see it from uh, John David Washington's perspective, the protagonist, oh, the, the theme tune, the, 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 the symphony around him is reversed. It's really interesting. I mean, like that, that's so Nolan. Like yes, that's so the Nolan. part, the, like those things he does well, like yeah. he gets those parts yeah, yeah. right. Um, that's what we love about him. Yeah. And, and when he gets a bit of character stuff in there, that's why like, I still don't think he's made his perfect movie. No, the closest no one, one, I think is Inception, but we'll get into it later. I'm going to go and say I'm edging towards Dunkirk. Which is a weird choice. I haven't seen it. I've only seen it once, so okay. I can't really... Com- I'd highly I, recommend I, enjoy, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I just don't remember if it's like... It did stuff with characters that none of his other movies do. True. It's so interesting. All right, okay, give me, give me your other two. Uh, Rob Pat. I like I like him despite him just, you know... I left him out because I thought you were going to put him in. Yeah, I, I like I liked his... He played it well. This is like an audition for him as Batman, like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Like he's got the suave suits. He's acting all like, um, he's acting like a playboy almost. It's great. Yeah. He, 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 he's just got a cool element to him that, you know, he hasn't had since he was like Cedric Diggory kind of thing. Okay. You know, the other roles he's been playing are almost these like, uh, indie almost. Well, they're just like these paranoid. He's not like a good person to be around in the films I've seen since. Sure. Uh, yeah, um, he's done a lot of indie lower key stuff, yeah, yeah. which is good. That's what I'm talking about. Like all those, the good life and all those other ones. Yep. Like, he's not someone where you're like, oh, I want to be that guy. <laughs> this is the first time he's kind of been like, oh, that guy's kind of cool. Yeah. He does have a, I, I think it's a British comedian, uh, 
Jack Whitehall calls him shovel face. Mm. And I see that. <laughs> he does have a very flat face. He does. Even though he's a very attractive man. I'm not sure how they work together. Bit, yeah, and he's a bit pale. Could use a tan. Yeah. You know, like that scene in um, The Simpsons when uh, uh, Sideshow Bob's standing on all of the rakes and they keep smacking him. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's, that's happened, happened to him a few times. That's fucking rude. Nah, he's... Bit, I'm, bit, I'm just, I've just got a bit of a man crush. I'm a little yeah, jealous. Nah, he's, he's, uh, he's got, and he's bloody Batman. He's, he is the bat. He is the um, my He's third, vengeance. my third one is, and I kind of included three because I think they all kind of align. Mm. The premise, the concepts in general, the co- yeah, yeah, and the set pieces and action sequences built around those concepts. Like, Love it. That's actually all my that first stuff one. is like yeah. really well done. It's yeah. just there's all the meat that. It's supposed to make you care about it isn't there i don't think it's the meat i think it's the tendons that are supposed to hold it hold it to the bone like i guess I th- however I you just, want to call it yeah, yeah it's the meat the meat's there but nothing's held together yeah. you know um and that's my first one actually funnily enough so thank you i appreciate the segue no into, into my you, top yeah, let's three. Hear your three i actually said the action because um and this predominantly stems from that one fight scene where they're trying to steal a painting very early on and you see him fight someone in reverse but then you see it from the other angle and it's yeah. him fighting. He thinks he's going forward, but it's obviously rever- like just a reverse. Like admittedly, I, I, I heard a good quote about that where he said like, it looks like they just took the first, uh, the first attempt at doing this in training and went, fuck it, that'll do. Because it does look a bit weird. Well, because it's in reverse. And But I loved how yeah. they did it. It was so interesting. So I, I, I completely agree. I, did you do any research on how this was filmed? We probably should have because I think it's like a really crazy feat. How he right. did all this like editing to like reverse things and put them together. Like I, apparently it was a really like technically difficult task. Look, I started. Yeah. And then my brain was fried from watching the movie. Same. And I so just kind of went. <sighs> I guess like let's just give it credence. Like apparently this was really hard to do what he's right, done. Because all the like, like co-terming all the like different actions to be filmed in time but also go in reverse is not easy. Yeah, absolutely. So. And well, there are definitely scenes that you watch and you think that looks like it's filmed in the right way and they've just reversed the time yeah, flow of it yeah. which i really liked um and, so, and and practically and and sort of going into the action scene part we talked about and probably going into um a little bit of the trivia they actually crashed a real 747 airplane yeah. like a real one yeah. into a hangar um it's all practical uh there was no cgi uh nolan originally planned to use mini- miniatures but just wanted this like needed the, one of the spectacle that's, of course he did. That's so cool. And he gets what he wants. Yeah, but that's part of that action, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, but I do love that about. That's one of the things I love about Nolan. Yeah, he always, or, he comes up with really cool set pieces for sure, as much as possible. All right, um, my what's second, your second one. Yeah. My second one is, and this is, uh, I mean, you got to give it props. Like it's literally Michael Caine just playing himself. <laughs> like he's in it for about You've two not, minutes. You did not put that in. just because it's. Because I, it's Christopher Nolan, because no one's gonna it. Nolan, you know. Yeah, and Nolan therefore Michael Caine's gonna be in a film. Now, there's a lot of uh, fan theories about that character being the Ives character later in life. So, um, we were talking about many Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> I think that you're giving him too much credit. I, oh no, I'm Maybe. not. There are too many fan yeah. theories about this. Like everyone is someone from the past or the future. So when you see an old person, they have to relate to a young person. Yeah. We're gonna get into this in, in a minute. Okay, my last one is um, the ending. Now. I don't yeah. mean this as in I was like buzzing. This film's finally finished. <laughs> I don't mean like that. I felt the same way. I, that's uh, why I was like. Fuck. I don't mean like that. No, Just for finish, and I'll I'll tell you yeah, what I yeah. think. I th- I think for my for me it was the fact that 
when you finally click a few little pieces, I mean, you obviously don't get the whole thing the first time you watch it, but there's a few bits that you click and you go, oh, that's actually a pretty cool twist. It's a cool twist. It's a cool way to end it. Yeah. It's a cool way to like tie snugly some bits of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, it would have been way cooler if the middle was like... I just don't think it was explained enough. It's not... So, literally... For, for, a, for a film that is 90% explanation and dialogue, it's, it's not explained. It's not explained at all. So... All right, I, so let's go in your, let's go in your three worst. Yeah, go on, yeah, give me that. So, you only gave me your uh, two best, no? Or was that your third? Third. Okay, Michael Caine was my second. Things I didn't like was uh, just the spy trope, just a spy trope. Yeah, you sure. You know, like, I liked it to a degree, but, like, it got to the point where it was like, you should have stopped focusing on how to make this James Bond with time travel. Yeah. And started focusing on, like, why James Bond is James Bond. Right? Like, Fair. and the things that he does a good in between doing cool things. Um, what... It, he got too cute with the with the espionage lingo. Um, yeah, not, like not the, a lot of it. It was necessary. Propen- like it was just too cute. It was like he he got too into it. It went too far. I, like, f- I feel like he picked up a, th- a thesaurus one day and was like buzzing. These are going to be the tenant words. Let's like, do it. Prosperity. Exactly. Like I didn't unnecessary. And, like and also like convoluted, dude. That's like pretty important to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like Great. like for a confusing ass movie, you don't need to make it more confusing by saying like instead <laughs> of saying from the future. Or like <laughs> clarifying what prosperity means. I literally, I didn't love. realize every time they say that they mean people from the future. Yeah. Until after the fucking end of the second viewing, so I was just like, "Why are they fucking talking gibberish?" They well, um, they just have to. And then I think uh, my what I had three and four, just the the general plot reveal structure was just poorly architected. Sure. Yeah. I th- cause I think he went because obviously you know. As, as everyone knows, most movies are like in a three-act arc. I knew yeah. there were words that fit what I was trying to say. A three-act arc, right? Whereas I think in this, there's almost like three and a like a three and a half, almost like a two and a half act almost, in the middle. It almost feels like he tried to make another movie that like he put into this one. Anyway. Uh, All right, what's your third one? The third one I was going to debate. So I did uh, so much telling. Oh, so much dialogue. Yeah, so much telling, no showing. Literally, man. Yeah. Agreed. That was, I mean, we've already talked about that in in sort of like abstract ways, but like, yeah. wow. Like, it, it really does yeah. do a lot of exposition, but the exposition is so, like you said, convoluted. Yeah. How it's, do you, it's, it's, how do you make heads or tails of this? It's tough. And then I had a fourth one, but I'll see if you got it first. All right. Now, mine are pretty, pretty, like harsh mm-hmm. not gonna lie so my first one is just the fact that it's nonsensical yeah like as a movie like i like that on a second viewing you can pick up little bits but at the same time i don't like imagine if i'd like imagine if like you'd gone to cinema and you, we did go to cinema <laughs> imagine if you just, did what we did but imagine if you weren't chris nolan fans you'd be like this is i've wasted money Mate, i'm a, i'm like his biggest fan and yeah. like this frustrated me because you're a mind. nerd Frustrated me to no end. So yeah, it would be a nightmare if you if you, yeah, didn't, the nonsense. If you didn't know what you were getting into. Can you imagine? You just like like yeah. I try. I started to try and watch. I think that's how we talked about this last week. I started watching it. Oh yeah. And I tried to start watching it with Gail, and I was like, "This is just not going to be fun for either of us." Like I stopped it midstream. I was like, "We're we're not watching this together." And that's hard. It's always yeah. hard to stop midstream. Yeah. I've never done that myself. It is but tough. It is I, tough. I'm glad you managed it. What's your um, second? My second one is. And we've touched on this a little bit already, but the fact that they just dismiss logic, like, <laughs> like the thing we said before, where the he meets a scientist who 
She doesn't want to tell him his name so she doesn't compromise herself in the future. She says, literally says to him, don't understand it, just feel it. That's fine if you're the person who is doing it, but if you're the person watching going, what the fuck is happening? He just catched a bullet that didn't fall out of his hand. Doesn't make sense. No. Like, no. It, it, it tries to... It, it's either trying to make you feel smarter than you are because you're picking up on things or and failing epically, yeah. or it's like assuming that you're just going to get it. And how do you get it when you can't even hear what's happening? <laughs> That's the worst. Like, what? In the theater, it was ridiculous. Like, yeah. as if this movie wasn't, like, easy, like hard enough to fucking understand. You needed yeah. no audible. Or no There's audio, a... But. I, I follow... I, I watch a lot of uh, YouTube videos, you know, Screen Rant's one of my favorites, and they do these um, pitch meetings yeah. where it's like, it's like a five-minute skit and a dude goes in and just picks out all the dumbest shit yeah, about a really movie. Yeah, it's really funny. I've seen that. Yeah, too. and they do a really good one on this movie where he's he gets to he's explaining the plot of the film to the the guy who's going to invest in it and he, he he says like, "Oh, this is a really important bit." And he puts like loud music and it's like Wah! and he's like talking in the background. He's like, "What what I can't hear you." And he's like and then he comes down and he's like, "You going to re-explain that?" It's like, "Nope." And just carries on. It's like that's exactly yeah. what happens. And to be fair, there's things like the inversion of like the bullets and stuff like you get, you kind of understand yeah and like given time to like process it with it being brought up and used in other scenarios you'd probably figure it out over time but instead of that you're given like 50 other things that don't make oh, sense yeah. so you're always behind and you're never you're never understanding anything to the full amount that you should just um, just get in the bin mate get, yeah. that's what i say to this get in get in the bin what's my, the third one man? my last one is and i'm going to touch on this a bit more when when we do move on is the character chemistry now it's a nightmare Literally, like, honest to God, there is more chemistry between, like, Robert Pattinson and Ives, who have, like, one scene together, than the main two, well, protagonists of the movie. Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Like, John David Washington and Elizabeth Debicki, I'm never going to say that right, just to say the protagonist and Cat. It's not the... Well, like, be, his whole arc is that he no cares sense. about this girl. It makes no sense. Yeah, nonsense. I said this guy, my four, and I left it off because because you, I had a feeling you'd get it, and you did. Thank you. This guy's obsession with this chick makes no sense. It is so. Why is this mega spy baffling. who is killing himself in the first scene we meet to save the world, willing to just compromise everything for, for this? He barely knows. This, like clearly, fucking, barely likes this gold digger she's a gold digger i don't know she's she's it's in, it's she's fairly well built it's indicated that one she, of the only characters who's fairly well built in the I, whole oh movie. she's got a reason for like her motivations for doing things yeah. but i guess like it's not like it's like that like sympathetic that's true you know like why is he so sympathetic to her um anyway why does he want to help yeah so that's there's I agree. no chemistry between i agree them. Right. Um, do we just want to go into just like spoiler territory and Last talk question. about it all? Yeah. Last question before we spoil the shit out of this. Yeah. Better or worse than Aquaman 2018? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I was thinking this earlier. I God. was really struggling with this. Because I think... It's more frustrating. Yeah. I, I think I like if you just want to go into a film and not think and just like it just happens... I'd be like, yeah, fuck, I'd, I'd way prefer to watch Aquaman. If I'm in a real mood to be like, I just want to have something that's going to like bend my mind. I want to get really invested in it, not learn anything about the characters, not really know what happens at the end, <laughs> not really understand it. This is what I want to watch. 
I think it's like hard because I'm obviously being facetious, but I, I totally know you are good. I think <laughs> just, just checking. I, I wasn't entirely sure. I think that it's hard because like there's so much expectations for this one. Agreed. Um, Actually, yeah, that might be the problem. With like if I was just going to treat them the same and be like, which would I rather just have on yeah. and watch like and not care what, while I was doing it? Like mm. I probably would technically want to watch this more, but it, it, calls out to me to be more like it may it says you have to pay attention to this and this and then it doesn't make sense so it's so frustrating it doesn't you close can't really that, yeah. you can't really do that you can't yeah. just tune out so i might say that it's worse i'm i'm gonna agree with you yeah, i might say that it's worse i'm real surprised that it's both because obviously i didn't think i was gonna go there but i just talked myself into it i, I feel like we've talked ourselves into it through yeah. the whole beginning of this podcast yeah. uh, like i i like this film i do i'm frustrated by oh, like it aspects of it yeah yeah like there's there's some grandioso ideas. And one question I actually had for you, I didn't ask before, I should have done is, does this movie try to be deep but miss the mark? Yes. 100%. That's, and and, I think and that's, the ending yeah. show, the ending, like the way that you feel with that ending, where you're like, oh, fuck, finally something that actually has some congruency. Yeah. Like makes you know that it could have actually been something. Like you, you get that taste of it. And, the, and, the, and all right. So we're just spoiling this from now on. Yeah. Okay. Spoilers from now on out. Um, the bit at the end, obviously. So the ending of the movie is that Robert Pattinson's character saves, uh, the protagonist, John David watch John, she John, John D or John, John David. Some, just, just Denzel. Sucks. The protagonist, the protagonist, he saves the protagonist, by essentially uh, getting shot, he he gets sacrificing he gets, he sacrificed himself for the main character, and in that moment, um, the protagonist realizes, as they say farewell, that a version of this guy who's been going backwards in time does sacrifice himself, and he can't tell him because it'll change the because it'll change what happens. But also, like, does it change what happens? Because they're saying that you can't change the past. So this is such a fucking. But the cat. But, but that bit of character work at the end, where he's he's like he realizes that this is the person that's gonna be with that he's with, but he has to see him again, and he knows and he's spend gonna die. Time with him, and he knows, and he he's, knows he's about to die. It's yeah. it's actually great. It's tragic. It's it's like yeah. it's, it's a good little tragic. The it's way beautiful. They, it's well architected, and it's and it's yeah. like it's, the, and that and their relationship was almost the only one in so the entire film it. that had yeah. some you know gravitas. Anything some gravitas. Yeah. So you're you're right. That part was well done. I and agree. Yeah. Look. Like I say, I, I, that was, this movie has moments where I yeah. just go, like, why couldn't it all be like that? Like, yeah. and, it's and I get he's Rob supposed Pattinson to be an emotional. Moments, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, well, look, one thing we haven't really talked about in this film, in, in this, is the time inversion. So the whole point of this movie is that in the future, they've worked out how to in, uh, invert time, which means you are technically still in time, but you are moving backwards through it. Mm-hmm. So you have to go through this weird door thing. Uh, and you come out the other side, and you're then moving backwards in time. So everything around you is reversed. Turnstile. Yeah, exactly. Heat is cold. Um, air is different. You have to have your own air supply. Uh, imagine it. They probably thought about it for this movie. Yeah. Um, he tries to drive a car. It's very funny. Um, now, we didn't really talk about that because it is so mind-bending sometimes. you do- There is a really interesting uh, YouTube video that I watched, and it talks about... Uh, Neil, who is, uh, sorry, that's Robert Pattinson's character. We never said his name. Yeah. We, Neil's character. And he exists in the same space at six different points. 
So like, there's a bit where he's a kid. There's a bit when he's gone back. There's a bit when he's gone forward. There's a bit when he's gone. He's then, a kid at some point. So, oh, sorry, I didn't mention that. the The big theory about this is that Robert Pattinson's character is actually Max, who is Cat's son, who they're trying to get away from Sator, who's the bad guy. Is and there's that, a there's a lot of tinfoil. No, there's a lot of little things. Like for example, Chris Nolan had Rob Pattinson dye his hair the same color as the kid. Um, well, we only see the kid for half a second, don't we? You don't see his face. That's kind yeah. of the point. Yeah. Um, they think his name is like a play on the, re- the. So the kid's name is Max Maximilian, and the last four letters of that, if you reverse them, become Neil. So they think it's a play on that. Uh, sorry, we've gone a bit off topic here. It's a bit of a stretch. Well, that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, so if you if you factor that in that he's a kid in that in that moment should have said that. Yeah. He's 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 in the same space in six, six different ways. Yeah. Reversing and going forward and it's just mind-bending. It is. If and it feels like like you could frame this movie's plot differently with more upfront knowledge. Sure. And other mysteries to drive the plot forward. Perhaps like he's going and finding out what to do. And he's actually, you know, he's he's kind of discovering what big bad Russian guy is doing instead of Sator. everyone telling him what yeah. he's doing. And he's doing detective work. That could be the mystery. Well, and if you do it this way, you give the viewer the information <laughs> that is critical Just to our understanding yeah. the table stakes of yeah. what is happening. So that we're not literally confused until there's 20 minutes left in the movie. They they do kind of try and tell us, but they use like, uh, uh, what's his what's his um, what's his doctorate in? Uh, Neil's doctorate. It's like phys- yeah, physics, physics or something. Yeah. They do it in physics babble, and like not I don't know about you, and but it's not till like the third act. Dude. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. like they do it like that is foundational knowledge to understand what's happening. Like one thing I don't understand is why they acted like it was this big twist that Tenant was an organization founded in the future to battle with the people that are against them in the past, as opposed to like foundational knowledge necessary to understand why we care about this film. They tell us that in the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie. Well, the big twist at the end, the big reveal really at the end of this outside of Robert Pattinson's character sacrificing himself is that this whole thing is what they call a temporal pincer movement. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that you have knowledge from the future of the events you have gone back in time or are going back in time to change the events of what's happening while simultaneously going forwards, having the same things happen. So what we see in the movie is, yeah, is explained to you as part of a temporal pincer, but apparently within a broader, bigger temporal pincer, which is like, like I love the idea that this is just a fraction of the war that's happening at any one time. And they ha- they are constantly having to go back and forward to try and stop it. And, you know what I mean? It's not um, over. It's just it's just it, constantly. I find happening. it really interesting, but no, it's, it's just hard to wrap your head around. It's a hard it, look. It's it's really heady, uh, and it just feels like the structure is like frustratingly confusing, overly complicated, requiring rewatch Agreed. in a way that is like fundamentally different than say like an Inception, a Memento, a Prestige, uh, any of his, even an Interstellar. Yep. Whereas like those films, like the plot structures, like pleasantly encourage you yep. to go back and view it multiple times, like for added thrills too. Yeah. Like, like that you want to tenant, like similarly makes you do that, but it's ineffective in that. Like the reason it makes you do that is like yeah. it detracts from the enjoyment. Like, sure. It's not fun to do it because they didn't do enough. 
I'm, I'm not going back to revisit and find cool things. I'm having to literally rewatch this because I don't understand the table stakes until 20 <laughs> minutes are left. And now yeah. I have to go rewatch the movie to understand why everyone was doing what the fuck they well, were doing. I, it's, it's interesting that they had, and we haven't really talked about this yet, but they no. had the, the classic you know, stereotypical villain in this, the, the Russian Sator, who's <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's character. And what's really interesting about him is the times you see him in the movie, he does a lot of this time inversion himself. So you're never exactly sure how much he knows or how far in the future he's come from. Yeah. So what's very interesting is that the, at the very end, you you find out that Kat's character, so he his whole deal, right? Just before I get into Kat's character, yeah. his whole deal is that he has all this information from the future and he wants to end the world for the people in the future because he is dying. He's essentially throwing his toys out the pram. He can't deal with it. If if I can't have the world, you can't have it either. Yeah. Um, and he goes back, all the way back to this one moment where they're off the coast of Pompeii and he has this um, last moment of happiness. He goes all the way back to this moment to end his life. And the whole point is Kat gets there first, murders him, and then she jumps off she dives off off the said mega yacht which yes, is very yes. nice uh and she sees herself her past self sees her future self jumping off and thinks it's a girl who her husband has been cheating on her with and that's kind of the emotional crux of the movie but we hate we don't know anything about her and we dislike him so the whole emotional crux of why we're going back to this point is lost on me i'm like i don't i don't care i, mean, about I think people. like i like what he's doing where he's almost like it's interesting in the sense that they're saying this is when they were last good together was that yes. moment that she's departing and then the no, thing no, the, that the last moment they were good together wasn't even real because that was the future her who'd been hurt by him too much and just wanted to kill him so he doesn't even realize that this isn't his perfect moment which is real interesting mm. but didn't she say that that this is when they were last good together too she she think she she says that she thinks this is his last moment of being really happy oh, in okay. very commas so with this is like a weird little bow at the end of it right yeah. and this is I, I mentioned before i have one big thing that really winds me up about this movie and you can tell me if i'm just an idiot right please do okay i mean yeah. i am Wildly. obviously but um my real problem with this movie is that this i don't understand the stakes yeah well like, that's what i'm saying that's what I, yeah totally it's built around this nonsense MacGuffin that's uh um not a formula that's the wrong word what is it um, it's an algorithm. An algorithm. Sorry, that's the word. Which doesn't make sense either. It's but. an algorithm, but it's a <laughs> physical algorithm, which is broken into nine parts. Look, I just don't get it. Yeah, it's dumb. The stakes. They like, kind of sounded like horror. It's crutches. like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you have to chip away at Kenneth Branagh's like yeah. <laughs> anchors to life. I don't really get it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I think the best bits of this movie is when you you get the relationship building stuff. So all the stuff like we said with Robert Pattinson's Neil and John David Washington's uh, protagonist and the bits where they're together and they're, uh, it's almost like that reverse thing. So there's a great, great episode of Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. And I actually used to really like Doctor Who back in the day where he meets, uh, he meets this lady called River Song and it turns out River Song. she's at the end of her life and, but she's known him all her life. And he is just meeting her for the first time at the end of her life. And because obviously it's time travel, Doctor yep. Who. They're both going opposite directions. And it feels like a bit of a play on that. Like, obviously, I, obviously I don't think Chris Tennant's stolen from Doctor Who. Well, maybe inspired not. by. But it's, but it's an interesting, like, little, kind of little twist a little bit like that. 
Do you have any uh, any other bits you want to talk about before I jump into a bit of trivia trivia for you? Well, I just, there was one thing. I'm trying to find my, my notes on it. I must have accidentally deleted it. Trivia. Like the whole idea of like the fact that we don't get, like it, it could have been interesting to explore this villain. Like sure. this is a guy who's basically turning, like betraying humanity. Yeah. His humanity, his peers. He's decided, fuck these people. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm aligning to the people trying to kill I'm us all. <laughs> like I'm literally gonna Benedict Arnold the, the entire yeah, yeah, human yeah. race. Like, what kind of person does that? Great Explore question. Explore that. Yeah, we don't. We just we just get, get a stereotype. We just get that he's a yeah. you know. We get told that he's this terrible person. We just Again, get show. A, we just get a Russian tell. stereotype. And it would have been like cool to like see like why he did that and what you know they didn't touch any of that um, yeah I, I guess i guess what they they hint at is that his exposure to all the the radiation obviously going through the so his his whole backstory is that yeah in in russia soviet union in the soviet union he used to go to these towns which were fallout towns which were secret yeah. uh, and dig up plutonium from them so the plutonium the radiation had caused him to get uh inoperable cancer i believe and he couldn't, he couldn't escape that. His, his destiny is linked to the thing that started his whole journey. So digging for the plutonium, getting all the money, getting, getting himself to be this revered badass is intrinsically linked to the way he dies. And I think he's like, he feels like some sort of like... Yeah, but you're know. filling this in. No, no, that's, they say that in the movie, I think. They, they say that this is what he was destined to do it, but like, sh- like I want to see those moments. Oh, sure. I'm just like a little fucking, they talk about it with the plutonium stuff. Like yeah. they hint at it, but I'm yeah. obviously filling in, filling those bits. Let me, let me hit you with, I've already mentioned to you the, the Boeing 747 bit of trivia, trivia. Um, yeah. so there is an interesting, interesting piece of trivia for this. So the word tenet, um, is presume it presumably, blah, 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 presumably originated from the Sata square, which is, uh, a, an actual square in Pompeii, and mm. it essentially contains a five-word Latin palindrome, which dates back to the ruins, like I say, of Pompeii, and it's just plastered around this strange square. It just says Sata, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, Rotas. <laughs> Is that right? Seriously, it's that a just, thing. Did you can, that you just can, inspire you can his, search his movie? Apparently, opera. Look, like, so <laughs> it's interesting, right? So Arepo is the name... So let me go from the top. So Sata's the bad guy, right? Yeah. Arepo is the name of the, the artist who Cat had a fling with and then... Um, yes. Yeah, he made the fakes of the paintings. Which is like, obviously the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, opera is uh, obviously where he first finds out about Tenet because it's where he gets captured in the first place. Can't remember what Rotas stands for, but there's something in the movie. It's real interesting. And there's, there's actually a nice little thematic thing there that... Rob Pattinson's character is going to that square in Pompeii in the very first time you see him. So Maximilian, mm. the child, in that last moment where he ha- where Sater yeah, has yeah, his moment. Yeah, they're going to see that thing. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that this is, they theorize the way he learns about Tanet in the first place and why he's perfect to be, you know, one of the protagonist's main men. It's it's weird, it's interesting, and it's a bit of trivia, 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 no, trivia, like trivia. Um... And then the next one is 
in addition to performing stunts backwards, the main cast actually learn how to speak in reverse for their roles. Stop it. So, honest, seriously, it's true. And what's his name? Kenneth Branagh, who has a thick Irish accent, by the way, had to learn to speak backwards, but with a Russian accent. So... Props to KB there. Good for him. Like that's some pretty pretty hectic work. Um, yeah, good for him. Do you have any wrap wrapping thoughts about this movie? Yes, a couple plot holes that I please just plot hole. Let's do a plot hole. Let's do How one plot hole, just one, and then we'll only we'll, one. Okay, I got you're allowed one plot three. hole. You got one. Pick me, hit me with your best shots. Some would say. Why? <laughs> do they steal the painting? They don't steal the painting, but like. In essence, like, so, so not not why do they steal the painting? Why do they try to steal the painting? But what's the big deal if she sold him a fake painting? Yeah. Well, why does this have her this big hold on her? It's not like this guy's a fucking arms dealer. Hmm. He's got like nuclear potential. It's not like he's going to go to the police. Why does this have some massive hold over her? I that's guess a, makes no sense. I guess you could go to prison because they think it's a forge because she has a relationship with the guy who forged it. So you go to prison for adultery? Yeah, forgery. And she's just and like... And he bought it for like nine million. And he also sells like nuclear bombs and guns. And so what's he going to get her for that? Yes. Seems, <laughs> like, seems like she's got something on him. It's it's a weird one. It's a, it's a but then it's he, a paper thin reason. This is a, so right. This is a problem, and I'm not going to get into this. But this is the problem with soccer, right? Football. So football has recently introduced billionaires into its hierarchies. Yes. You just cannot. There's no dealing with them. Like you heard about the European Super League that happened fairly recently, which was yeah. a bunch of billionaire buddies who decided, you know what we're going to do? We're going to privatize football and make it our own thing. Uh, it didn't go down very well, funnily enough, because fans actually like to be able to watch the game they pay for. Um, but you just can't... T like, if a billionaire wants to take you to court, they're going to win. They have the best lawyers. The lawyers will beat you. Like, the Premier League couldn't sue these billionaires because they just never win it. They don't have the, the backing. So how, what, do you, what is she going to do to Sato? What is she going to do to the guy? I mean, like, she's got some dirt on him, I'm surely. Just brush over. I'm, I'm sure he's smart big, enough to... Big plot hole. I'm sure yeah. he's smart enough to, to move around. Anyway, that yeah. was our overview of Tanet. I did enjoy this movie, but struggled with it even on a rewatching. Uh, definitely watch it with subtitles if you're going to watch it, right? Yeah, for sure. That's a must. It is an absolute... It's a must. <laughs> now, we have a few bits of correspondence from a few friends of the show. Multiple this week. Can you bloody believe that? Multiple. I mentioned before that friend of the show Tom did show did send us the um, the new trailer for Shang Chi. Thank you very much, friend. As did friend of the show Andy, who said um, who said it looks fun, but may need to grab a beer before he goes into it. <laughs> I mean, do you want to? Do you need to be drunk to watch Shang Chi? I don't think so. But it looks mind bending though. The whole. I mean, it can't be worse than what we just watched. <laughs> harsh, little 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 harsh. I just mean like more mind bending. Anyway, that's very true. Um, one second. We also had a little bit of correspondence from friend of the show, Chris. Thank you, new friend of the show. This is some new correspondence. We've not, not heard from friend of the show, Chris, before. Thank you very much. Awesome. He responded to our um, overview of Rick and Morty last week. We didn't really uh, dive into Mr. Nimbus as much as we could have done. So they're one of the I key agree. characters from the last episode. 
and he wanted to know uh, your thoughts about him. He says he thought he was ridiculously disturbing. Are his exact yeah? Words. That's a very accurate. Chris, I gotta say, you nailed the bang on. You, you nailed it. He's just what's going on there. What was happening with Mr. Nimbus? I, I found him not funny and and, dis- I liked and him. disturbing. You're right. I, I, was found just, him... I felt gross when he was on the screen. Did you? I think you're, suppo- you're supposed yeah, to. Of course right, you are. Really. Yeah. Just swinging his. I, dick I can't think of who he's supposed to be parodying. He's not. It's it, this is one of those things that they just fucking. He's got to be parodying. They someone. threw it on a wall. Surely. Maybe eventually, but that episode, I don't think they gave us. I'm enough. sure there's something yeah. there. All right. Well, thank you, friend of the show, Chris. Last one. We had. A fantastic tweet. Thank you f- to uh, the guys over at Lad Banter Pod. We appreciate the, We appreciate you guys tweeting us. Now, they said uh, they would love to hear... By the way, I'm throwing this in your face right here. Oh, God. The boys at Lad Banter Pod said they'd love to hear an episode on Invincible. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, they mentioned a little bit about one of the twists, which I'm not going to go into, but they said it would definitely be worth the banter. What do we you... Will, uh... We'll take that on notice. Well, we will... How about this? How about this? We will say, <laughs> Lad Banter Pod, uh, perhaps we'll do a little crossover with you guys at some point in the future, and maybe we'll save Invincible for that. How does I, that sound? I can do that, yeah. Gives um, me some time. If we don't get to it first. Yeah, it gives me some time. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to talk to you about it, though, at some point, because that is a very good TV show. I think you should watch it immediately. I'm aware. Immediately. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for sticking with it. We really do appreciate it. For any new listeners, um, where can they find us? The Podcast Assemble at gmail.com. They can. Hashtags on Twitter. Also, Podcast Assemble Assemble on Instagram. Podcast Assemble on Instagram. That's where we're at. Flex, flex, flex. All all the plugs this week. We have Mm. so many of them. You'll find lots of bants about Dre being the burrito god. Um, (laughs) It's now in the the public ether. (laughs) Fucks now. I'm sure there'll be plenty more about his other upcoming catchphrases, which, uh, you know, you've got a couple. I don't think so. (laughs) Mamma Mia wasn't mine, all right? You said Mamma Mia. No, that was from Highlander, the dumbass movie you made me watch. Did you like that Rick and Morty this week um, called out Highlander? I did. I love that. I did. Well, I, I, nobody, did, I don't know if I liked it. I was just, what did he? Nobody oh, got the reference. He's just like, he's just, he, there can only be one. And I was so like, well, I know it. He's, he's like, game. Sean Connery. He dresses up like, <laughs> what does he say? Sean Connery dresses up like a Spaniard, but just does not even try to hide a yes. Scottish accent. Nobody. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so good. Uh, mate, that's exactly what we were talking about last week. Great. I bloody yeah. loved it. it I great. bloody loved it. All right, guys. Thanks again for sticking with it. Um, peace. Speak soon. Peace, peace. Bye. Peace out. Ha, ha, ha.